Thank you so much for joining me tonight on another episode. I am very grateful, as always, for your support and your company. Uh, let's get started. I think this is the time of the week <laughs> to go ahead and talk relationships. All right. So talking about people that are in relationships where somebody has cheated on them and they have a hard time with this relationship. Now, the specific example that comes to mind is an example of a woman that after her husband cheated on her, she took him back and he is very flirtatious, talks to everybody and she's become very jealous. I mean, jealous of people that are surrounding him, that he talks to. Uh, I'm sure you've heard this story multiple times, so I'm going to save you from all the gory details, but yeah, jealousy. And this person ends up being very much controlling. The wife or, or the is very controlling, uh, engages in a lot of controlling behaviors, telling him, look, you just, you're looking at this woman. You keep looking at this woman. I know you think she's pretty and things like that, which is always her seeking reassurance. And it's slowly deteriorating her on the inside. You can tell because when I see her uh, on her sessions, she's not feeling good. You can tell she's not really caring of how she appears and she's not feeling good. And as a therapist, I look at all of that. All those are symptoms to me. It doesn't mean much, but if you're looking at the whole context, it sure as hell can mean a lot. And in her case, you can tell she, you know, and it, and it didn't take much probing to figure out that she really did not see herself as beautiful or unique. She constantly compared herself to other women. She had difficulty trusting herself and needed approval and reassurance all the time, all the time, which became very difficult and, of course, annoying for the husband. She ran into the problem or the belief that many women have, and men as well, of course, men and women, have this core belief that she's somehow defective. There's something wrong with her and that she... Uh, is not worthy. And she's, even though this man has cheated on her, she's the one that's been chasing him ever since. But she's not enjoying it. You know, you would think with all that chasing and the spice and the need for reassurance and that chaos and the madness, you think she'd, she'd be lively, you know, happy. She's not. She's not. There's an element she's forgetting here. Uh, there's an element that she's not addressing that is so subtle but so powerful that it slowly starts to deteriorate the person on the inside. Not necessarily the marriage as a whole, not even the spouse, but her, the person who's experiencing this, which is self-unforgiveness. What's happening to this lady is that she's starting to see herself in a way that she doesn't like anymore. Whatever she learned to compromise with at that time ended up taking over. It became not what she wanted to do or believed about herself to be. Now, if you're in this relationship, you take this guy back, you continue to engage in this relationship, you have to do a lot of work, not necessarily on them. Ugh, it's on you that ha the work has to get done. Because after that, you have to get happy being with that person after their infidelity, for example. 
takes a lot of work. You accept the person back out of fear of being alone, out of fear of all the investment that you made emotionally for it to go away and disappear. What do I have to show for it? All the fear, 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 fear. And we keep this person. But what you don't count on when you keep this person is that, or what this patient especially did not count on when she kept this person in her life is the relationship she's going to really betray, which is herself. Pretty interesting. So ever since then, because of whatever she did not like and whatever she did that she did not believe in, and she knows that she's done out of fear, or maybe she doesn't know it consciously, but subconsciously, she knows. Deep down inside, she knows she was afraid and that she did not put up the boundaries she needed to put up. And this eventually resulted in continuous self punishment. And it's going to look pretty funky, friends. It's going to look pretty funky. This person now has become guarded in her own relationship. It's pretty funny. She's there, but she's not there. You know what I mean? Like she's there, but she can't experience or allow herself to experience happiness or satisfaction in the relationship. And it's not him. She almost thinks that it's him because she's looking outside herself and she's looking at him and she's, she has these feelings that come when she looks at him. But in fact, she's, it's, it's her. The relationship that she has with herself has changed. She compromised with something pretty damn important. The boundaries that she did not convey or send a message to, that she had to suck up and eat up, wasn't a good compromise. So, of course, what is this person going to do? They're going to end up becoming controlling. They're going to have a hard time relaxing in this relationship enjoying themselves, trusting themselves or the partner, trusting their need to be comfortable in the relationship and their safety in the relationship. So a lot of things have changed and it all goes back to self-forgiveness. That's, or lack thereof in this case, this person has not forgiven themselves for compromising because it's a very important detail here that has to be addressed. If self-forgiveness does not occur in this case, she will continue to self-destruct. She will continue to self-sabotage. She'll self-punish. And it's going to look really just terrible in a relationship. She's going to treat herself poorly, not take care of herself. Or in this case, if, there's, if it's a man, she's, he's not going to take care of himself. Same idea. She's going to attempt to gain control in things that she cannot control, which is f false. For example, checking phones, checking, making sure that he comes home at the same time or answers the phone when he call when she calls. Whatever rules she tries to make up, all in an attempt to control something she cannot control. It's going to turn her into this obsessive person that I know she did not want to be. All in an attempt to secretly self-punish. Not even punish him, but punish herself. I know. It is crazy how that happens. So sneaky how that happens, but it does. It would be almost so easy to say, Oh, well, you need to kind of let it go and forgive him. But I'm not interested in forget necessarily her forgiving him if she cannot forgive herself. Self-forgiveness is really important and she cannot give what she does not have. So if she does not have any forgiveness and love for herself, she will be guarded in that relationship and she will have difficulty moving forward. That relationship will eventually uh, self-destruct. She will stand in her own way of happiness. Whether happiness means I move on or stay in that relationship. Whatever that happiness means to her, she has to love herself for whatever the outcome is and do the right thing for her because that's who she's going to live with for the rest of her life. For example, her husband may come and go. He has to go to work. He will travel. 
He may, I don't know, whatever. But she has to be with herself all the time. And that's a rough relationship to have if it's self-destructive. If it doesn't involve self-forgiveness, self-love, self-compassion. There'll be no compassion in that relationship at all. Very limited patience, self-patience, self-tolerance. Very limited. It'll be chaos on the inside. And of course, she'll have nothing to do but show it on the outside too. Yeah, self-forgiveness. Nobody thinks of self-forgiveness when your spouse cheats. <laughs> it's so interesting. You're thinking, okay, the, 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 the whole big ruckus is about forgiving that person. But what you're not understanding that before you even hand that key over, you need to give yourself that key. You need to give yourself self-forgiveness and then be as generous as you'd like to be because you already have it. So if you wish to give away forgiveness, then you could do it a lot easier from an easier, softer place rather than a place of torment, self-hate, self-neglect, self-shaming, self-punishing place. All you're going to give in that relationship is just that. Very difficult. It'll be hard to forgive that person and you're not going to like yourself, which is where she's at right now. So, yeah. So now, what do we do about this situation? What should this lady do? Because it's now not late, but she's going to have to really sit there and evaluate or assess what is important to her. What did she want to really do? Even better, what is the right thing to do for her? Her fear is going to speak up. She needs to know what that sounds like. So she's able to determine whether it's in fact fear that's responding to this or is it really her and what she wants to do. Nothing says that you cannot go back to happiness and enjoy that relationship even after uh, this person had cheated on you if if your beliefs support that. So for example, the lady I'm talking about, she had a main belief that she always said that once a cheater, always a cheater. Th- that's a that's a rough thing to tackle with because she's going to have to go against that belief or she did go against that belief when she stayed, which basically means that because he's a cheater and that she stayed and you know, he's never going to change, uh, that she knows he's a cheater and she could not leave. She could not leave. She was too afraid to leave. So she's living with that belief on the inside. She may be dressing it up, justifying it, patching it up in some form, but she still knows deep down inside that once a cheater, always a cheater. This is where self-honesty kicks in and determine whether I am able to live and justify living in this relationship comfortably with trust and with vulnerability, or is it too late now to do that? And this is a rough conversation, people. I'm telling you, it's a rough conversation. But if you're honest with yourself, the outcome is always good, always good. But if you're not honest with yourself, then you can be doing some things in your life or making decisions in your life that do not coordinate with what you believe. And that is even worse, overall worse outcome. You're just not going to like yourself. So healing is all about healing the relationship that you have with you. Getting right with you. Speaking up for you. Not necessarily verbally. That definitely could happen. But on the inside. What is it that you need for peace? What is it that you need 
to return to self-love or to build self-love and strengthen it? What do you need? I don't want you to think about the relationship as an entity. (laughs) It's really cute, but you're two separate people. You and your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, you are two separate people and have separate desires. You have two separate worlds that you live in, separate separate perspectives. And when you come together, it's a beautiful thing. It complements one another. It is not one world that you guys live in together. It's a beautiful way to think about it, but both of you had different ex- perceptions, different experiences, different souls. It would be silly to think that you guys are one entity. It is not true. The beauty of it is that you are separate entities. You're a world of your own. And when you come together, you can share each other's world with one another. It's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, growing out of this is going to be the self-journey. Relationships, really bad ones, like I've said before, show us about our self-love. They teach us about where we are in the context of self-love. That's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. And it's the biggest gift that really not so great relationships show us. That Nothing says that you cannot come back and learn to trust in that relationship. But again, one has to determine, am I doing what is right for me? Will I love myself for whatever decision I get to make next? That is the most important thing. Will I love myself with whatever decision I get to do next? If staying in that relationship is going to be a great outcome, I need to stop punishing myself first and then punishing another person because I've decided to stay in that relationship. There should be no punishment for anyone. It's a decision that people make. That's it. No punishment at all. But yeah, it's this is a, a tough pill to swallow tough pill to swallow because I don't know what happiness would be for you or this person, this woman. Would it be for her to stay or to leave? That's up to her to determine that. Again, the answer is not always obvious to me because it's not my relationship and it's not myself that I'm having a problem with when it comes to that relationship, right? It's herself and she has to determine with self-honesty involved what is right for her once again. So sometimes at People might call their friends up like this lady would call her friends up and her family members and discuss this with them. The thing about that is that they will always, people will always speak out their fears, their insecurities. When you ask for advice, people are only using their frame of reference to do so. They're not using your frame of reference. So please be careful when you go seek advice about that. Make sure that the person that you do talk to, uh, if you do talk to someone, that they can send you back to yourself to think about it. They don't don't give you the answer. Sometimes we want to have someone give us the exact answer, but you do have the answer. You just need to sit still with it. Practice self-honesty, like I said, and you'll find the answer. So, yeah, I want to make sure that you be careful and uh, sit with yourself and exercise yourself as being the source of relief and the source of knowledge that you need to work this situation out. Not other people's advice and certainly not other people's fear because most of the time they're going to spit out their fear, their anger or whatever it is that you trigger in them when you tell them your story. (laughs) 
it's not, it's not going to be genuine in, in the way that I think they mean well, but it's not going to be, uh, you, you already know what you're going to hear from people most of the time when you call them. So just don't do it. Don't do it. Go within, go within and seek that knowing that sense of knowing that, um, is just perfectly made for you and label it and see what happens. So again, to really wrap all this up, self-forgiveness is pretty important when people cheat on us in a relationship, when there's infidelity or betrayal in a relationship and that we are choosing to stay in there and work the relationship out. It's going to be an important ride that we need to ride out, which is the ride of self-forgiveness and self-love before we even consider, consider uh, what we want to do with this relationship. I need to know for me what I want first, what would make me happy and love myself in this relationship, knowing the facts as they are, and then I'll figure out what to do, right? Uh, if you decide to talk to your partner, I think that's a great idea, but, but again, no matter what this partner says to you and he, and he or she probably will say what you want to hear a lot of the times, especially if they're, if they feel guilty about it, they'll just, they'll just say whatever it is. But this is the thing. I want you to use your sense of knowing once again, and before you even talk to them, ask yourself what you want, because that's really important. I don't care what they want necessarily when it comes to that situation without you knowing what you want it's going to be tricky to make that relationship work and what you want cannot be something that you want them to do you already saw what they did you already know about what they did you already know all the facts i don't need you to sit in denial i need you to accept that this was done whatever whatever the infidelity was the details to it accept it as it is we cannot tell a person not to cheat on us. Let me explain why. They already know. They already know. So if you have to have that conversation, you're in very much in the sea of denial. I need you to swim right the hell out. Find a shore somewhere. <laughs> Put both feet on the ground because we're not there to tell them don't cheat. Obviously, that is a, that is a, <laughs> it is common sense that tells us not to cheat. So you having a conversation about infidelity with them, blah, 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 blah. It's just not gonna, it, it's not gonna do anything because they're going to tell you the right thing <laughs> to say when you get confronted about cheating, which is, I won't do it again. It's my last thing. But, but this is the thing again, figuring out what is right for you. Do you have a belief that says once a cheater, always a cheater? Do you have a belief that says, you know, people can be forgiven and they can change? It depends on whatever your core belief is, whatever your belief is you're going to, you're going to find out what to do. You're going to get in there into that relationship and, and you have not resolved the thing. And it again, will go back to punishment, punishment of yourself, punishment to other people. You're going to be irritable and just living a life of discontent. Yeah, this is a rough situation, but I want you to like yourself and whatever you decide to do when it comes to self-forgiveness. And you can apply this, not just in fidelity, but whatever you decided to compromise with that you did not like yourself for. I just use infidelity because usually infidelity is the one that really, you know, uh, breaks the trust of couples or in relationships. So 
Yeah. Hopefully this has helped you guys think about this and reflect on self-forgiveness. And self-forgiveness really can be applied not just in relationships, but really everywhere. When you have that on the inside, it's an easy, freeing type of environment on the inside of you. It's beautiful to live in there with self-forgiveness because you understand your true intentions. Nobody understands your intentions like you do. So I need you to know that you're a good person. I need you to know that you are, you don't mean, you don't mean harm to anyone. And when you know that, you don't need to defend it to anyone else. You, you already know. You don't need to change anybody else's mind. You don't need to make anything different or force anybody to think differently. You don't need none of that or become defensive. All you do is just sit with yourself and just know that you have good intentions and however anybody else perceives it, that's their right. That's their baggage. You can clarify things for them, but in the end, it's their baggage that they're using to determine your intentions. All right. I think this is all I've got on self-forgiveness. And um, I want to just remind you guys that if you listen to these episodes, you can always come back and listen to them again. And they're made in a way where you can play them over and over and get the messages that I want you to get in your head. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's kind of like it, they're supposed to help you condition your brain. When you listen to them over and over again, that's what they do. And you can go back and listen to any of the ones I have as many times as you like. Uh, I do that myself with a lot of the content I listen to because I would like to always get new concepts in my head, have them play around in the background, just so I can condition new thinking patterns and new beliefs. Also, let's say you are not believing in the, some of the content that you're listening to. Let's say you kind of say, oh, it's far-fetched. I would like to believe that one day, whatever it is I talk about. That's really, that's really a good start for you because then you're more receptive to the suggestions that I'm placing in those audios. So yeah, just listen to them over and over again. And eventually, if you really want to believe it, you will believe it. You will start to uh, shift your perception the way you want it to and shape your perception the way you want it to. All right, everyone, I'm sending you love, especially self-love and self-forgiveness. This has been an episode of Drive Through. Thank you.